Hello, hello. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the marketing show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Get ready to learn and laugh. Here we go with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Social Media Examiner. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast. This is episode 56, Winding Down, season three. We have two more episodes after this one. We've already recorded one of them, so we know you're going to love it, and you're going to love today. So I've been wanting to talk SEO for uh, probably since the beginning, mostly because it's one of the things... I know the least about. And so that's one of the things I like to have guests on that are smarter than us, who teach us the ways and our listeners too. Of course, this show is sponsored by Powers of Marketing, strategic marketing, development, training, and execution for small to medium-sized businesses. Our guest today, I'll get to her in a second. But first, Jen Cole, how are you? Hey, what's up? I'm great. It's a beautiful day in Wichita, Kansas. I love Jen always loves to talk about the weather. And Jennifer Weather, I'm sure, appreciates it when she listens. because <laughs> I'm sure she does. She cracks up. Jen, you <laughs> moved. Your house is beautiful. Are you settled? Thank you. No, I am not settled. We have a lot of work to do. The whole, what you can't see, Megan can see my house. So we have like boxes around that are still not packed. We have art that's not hung. And the entire upstairs is not even close to put together. So there's a lot of work to do around here, but it's so great to be here. Yeah, it's nice. I love the built-ins, the wood. It's beautiful. Thank you. Fabulous. Okay. Our guest today is Bree Anderson. Hi, Bree. How are you? Hey, how are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Another Wichita. 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 She's a Wichita. <laughs> you got to say it the Midwest way, Megan. Okay, my bad. We're not like Sandy <laughs> Well, but you, but you don't say you're from Wichita. You say you're from no. Wichita, right? Yeah, you're right. So do you put the can in Kansas? I heard that on the song yesterday and I thought of you. I just thought I had to say <laughs> it. <laughs> Ask her what the big river is that goes through Wichita. Jen, what's As, the wi- oh, what's, what's the river that goes through Wichita? What is it? Okay, so here, there's two answers to this. For me, because I grew up in Oklahoma, oh. I yeah, Brie, <laughs> I call it the Arkansas River. In Wichita, though, they pronounce it the Arkansas River. So it is a big thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. Because that's my joke always that I'm like, why do they call it Arkansas? It's Arkansas. So the state. Oh, well, in Wichita, <laughs> they call it Arkansas. I, yes, they I don't do. know why. It's okay. weird. All right. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Come back to visit. <laughs> All right. I am going to give you Bree's background. She is a digital media strategist, an analytical nerd with a soft spot for strategy. As a digital media marketer, she finds testing new things and finding solutions to be the most exciting part of her job. She has ample experience with Google Ads, SEO, SEM, PPC, and digital marketing strategy. She's a visual, hands-on learner, making it easy for her to learn on the job and acclimate to new environments. And then she says, Confucius was right. Choose a job you love, and you will never work a day in your life. That being said, digital media, social media marketing, music, and sports get her pumped up about life. I love that. Me too. Yeah, I wrote it like my freshman year of college. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But all the things, I'm right there with you on the same page. 
All right, Jen, you want to kick us off with the first question? Yeah, you know, I, I would really like to just start off with strategy because strategy is something that you're terribly good at, Bree. It's absolutely amazing. You have such a talent uh, straight out of college and a couple of years after, and you're just so knowledgeable about SEO and strategy. So first off, what does a typical marketing strategy look like? And what would you say the most important components would be that need to be included into a marketing strategy? Well, that's a loaded question, but I like the introduction. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> that's really good. And she was like, here, we're going to make this terribly hard. But first, here's some but nice first. words about you. <laughs> no. So I guess like a typical marketing strategy, I think you, it, the first thing is to do research on your audience, right? Like if you don't know your audience, you don't know who you're selling to or who you're marketing to, who you're trying to reach, then you can't have a strategy really, right? So you have to have your goals and your audience. So that's another thing I kind of just blew over that. Like people know that off the top of their head. Most people actually don't set goals before they create their strategy, (laughs) believe it or not. They mostly do not. So yes, you need to have your goals set and you need to know who your audience is. And then from there, it's just kind of like, well, where does the audience hang out? How does the audience speak? What does their journey look like? You know, I'm a really big, you know, like my tagline is kind of an analytical nerd. So I love to do all the research and really dive into what does the audience look like? What's the buying cycle like? What are all the different touch points? And how can we make them all work together to create an easy journey for the buyer? Really, a lot of my focus is more on the buyer side, actually, as Mm -hmm. opposed to the clients, like what they're doing. And from there, then it goes into recommendations like, okay, what are you already doing? And then what does your audience want you to be doing? A lot of people, again, don't really realize that those are two different things and you kind of have to find the synergy between the two. Uh So yeah, that's what my strategies start as at least. I love it because uh, you have to think like your consumer. You have to think about the people that are coming to see your stuff and the people that are actually consuming your materials or your product. That's so entirely key. I love that answer, Brie. Well, and the thing is too, like we get very stuck in our offices, right? So um, I've worked with plenty of clients where they're like, no, they look it up like this. And I have to actually like pull out search console and, and Google analytics and say, no, these are the words they're using. They're not using the words that you use because right. you've created them here or you've set a culture of using those words here. And, you know, it's hard to take that hat off too. I, you know, I worked at an agency for two and a half years and I mean, you do it there too, right? Like, yeah, you, I look at the same campaigns all the time and I see the exact same thing. I think, you know, that's something else that people don't really realize is that, you can't always be the only one looking at the strategy or or the results because you're going to miss the same exact thing month over month over month, right? Yeah. And it, it might not be missing something necessarily, but you won't see an opportunity maybe. So yeah, so true. that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Renewing the strategy as time goes on is important. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I have so many potential clients I've talked to who just want you to start. Yep. Just start. No one else is charging us for anything up front. And, and my response to that is, well, I need to know what I'm doing for you, why I'm doing it, and how I'm doing it. And that has to be decided up front. And that is time that I should be a paid lot for. Of time. So that's if a lot you of time. don't think that that's valuable, then I don't want to work with you anyway. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> and you have to draw those lines though. And you have to draw them early because the worst position to be someone like me, that's numbers driven and strategy driven and work with a client that doesn't see that or doesn't necessarily care for me. I'm a huge proponent of learning. Like I think you're not really doing your clients justice if you're not teaching them because then they don't know really what they're getting, right? They're, they're just going, okay, well, I have this money for you to spend, spend right. it. Yeah. More people came in maybe, you know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I have a new client that, uh, I mean, that's what I said up front. I need to look at this holistically. I need to look at everything you've been doing and all of the pieces to figure out and your goals and then seeing how you've done in the past so that we're not doing the ready, fire, aim strategy. Which yeah, absolutely. Isn't good. So how do you incorporate SEO into an overall strategy then? Well, the good thing about SEO is if you do any sort of research, like SEO research for your clients, like retrospectively, so like these are the things they've already done and this is how it's kind of worked. Like I said, you get um, those search terms. So right off the bat, that's really, really helpful. Now, most people don't have all of that set up, so you have to go in and do it. But no, I mean, SEO is really foundational for people, right? Most everyone has a website and that website is either bringing traffic or it's not. And that's a really good place to start. Now, I will say a lot of people don't see the value in investing in SEO up front. However, it is invaluable because so much of your traffic, so much of how you perform on the internet in general is tied back to SEO, right? So if the name of your restaurant is Harry's Pizzeria, and you go on Facebook and you've named it Pizza by Harry, people are going to think those are two different things. Well, that's a part of SEO, right? Right. And people aren't going to be able to search it. So, you know, SEO doesn't just happen on your website. So in my mind, SEO is one of those holistic pieces, right? How are people flowing through your website? What does their journey look like to go through your website? What does their journey look like to find you on Facebook? Go to your Facebook page, find the link to click, come to your website, all that stuff, right? Right. So for me, it's always spinning in the back of my head is like, this is an SEO recommendation, but sometimes you have to package it as something different because like I said, not everybody sees the value in that. So, you know, it's just something that's going on in the back of my head all the time. Right. Well, and a lot of folks who don't know what they don't know, they think, oh, mm -hmm. website, like that, that website just comes with, you know, SEO. Search engine optimization is a completely separate animal that I'm honest about. I say, that's not my bag. Like I don't excel at that, but I know people who do. So right. I, for the restaurants that I did the websites for this past fall, I said, let me get the website done. There's keywords in there. And as I'm defining, I'm like writing full on de definitions for images and stuff so that, you know, that for the potential of that stuff to already be there, but that's SEO, like that, that'll be a separate project that they're going to have to pay separately for. So, yeah. Yeah, SEO it really does go deep. And so let's dive into that a little bit more. Brie, let's go over the true importance of SEO. So why is it important? And what is Google actually looking for when it comes to your digital presence? Right, right. Wow. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Is that well, all? They have over 200 signals. Yeah, So yeah. we could be here a while. But I mean, I think it's the same. That's what we look for with the majority of our strategies, right? Like one of the number one things we tell people in any sort of strategy is they have to be consistent, right? And 
school is looking for consistency. They're looking in consistency in your naming conventions. <laughs> they're looking at consistency. I mean, there used to be a time where if real, you yeah. put, and there still is, some people will tell you that there still is. If you put ST on your address on one directory and street on another, that they would count it as two different places. So like they are sticklers, right? I mean, their models have gotten a lot smarter and they're a little more lenient on that. But uh, the number one thing truly is consistency. So you want to make sure that all of your information right. is the exact same, really as close as it can be across all the platforms. You want to make sure that your website hierarchy is consistent, that you're not just putting a blog under the about folder on accident and thinking, oh, well, that's close enough. You know what I mean? Like people are still going to be able to find it. Nobody's going to be going through that yeah, way. That well, they sense. might not go through that way, but for Google, it's ringing bells like, uh, that's not quite right. And and how does this connect? And, and if they get confused, then they just don't show it to people because they don't know how to show right. it to people, right? Yeah. So, you know, I say that a big thing is uh, consistency. I think we kind of already hit on some of the value. You know, if you're not doing SEO, then people can't find you. And if people can't find you, they can't do business with you, right? Yeah. So that's, I mean, when you boil it all down, SEO is just being found, right? Being found on the internet. Whether, like I said, it's on Facebook or Google or Bing or Yahoo or, right. or, you know, it doesn't have to be just search engines though. I mean, like Twitter, Twitter tweets and Twitter and YouTube show up in the search engine result pages all the time. And people don't think that like, oh, this is social media, but it's SEO, but it's all connected. Right, right, right. But they still look at, but not with Facebook, right? Right. Like, so Facebook, yeah, Facebook your, your stuff's not going to get indexed. Right. So I just want to make sure people, because some people won't know that. Like your posts and stuff won't be indexed. However, you, I mean, your Facebook listing will show up. Sure. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But like tweets, your actual tweets will show up on the the Google search engine result. And that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about is like, right. you, you could write a post that's like, we're giving out free snow cones, right? And think that you're just going to hit those three people on that are following you on Twitter. And then all of a sudden you have <laughs> all these people on the internet that can see you're giving away free snow cones. Right. Which can work for you or against. Right. Right. Yeah, I just was working with uh, one of my restaurant clients on Open Table. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even find the restaurant. And then I finally, after five different tries, it was listed as the Edgewater Grill instead of Edgewater Grill, which why, and if you don't put in the, you're not going to find it. And the is not actually part of their restaurant name. So I'm like, who, who the heck did that? And when did that happen? And how badly has that been hurting your search? Right. Well, that happens, but you have, you have to remember too, like if you're not actively out there doing SEO, and this is another one of those things, like SEO, if you're not doing it, it actually does you more harm than if you were to do SEO poorly, poorly yeah. I suppose. Like, because if you don't go out and you don't create your Google My Business, you don't create your Facebook page, you don't create your open table profile, they'll create it for you because people are still searching for it. And so they're going to use the best information they can find quickly to fill all of that out for you. And it could be completely wrong. And the worst part is that your competitors can actually go in there and claim it and sabotage your business essentially. And it happens. It happens a lot. And for me, like that's why I'm really passionate about SEO for small business because like ERs, for instance, if somebody needs to get to your ER and they can't get there because the directions are wrong, because the address that was listed is incorrect, that's life or death, right? Like that, right. that that's an issue. And, and not all small businesses like that, but they don't realize 
what it is actually doing to them when people could be coming to shop at your small business, but because they couldn't find it, they just went to the big chain down the road because they know it's there. Right. Right. All right. Well, let's, I'm going to get a little nerdy. You're going to like it. Okay. I want to talk keywords. That's the difference between like what a single keyword and a long tail keyword is and what value you get from each. So kind of like a single keyword would be something like cats, right? Like if you show up for cats, cool. But if you look at the search engine result page for cats, there's probably, I would imagine, pictures, videos, a knowledge panel, some blog articles, maybe a map where you can find a cat, you know, like there's all these things. And the reason it's like that is because Google's not sure what you're looking for. The good thing for you is if you show up for the word cats, that's massive exposure, right? So if it was a, a picture, let's say you're like um, a pet store. If it was a picture of a cat and your logo was in the bottom right-hand corner, that's a lot of exposure for you and your company, right? Are a lot of people going to click on it? Maybe not, but you know, brand awareness still has value. And so that's kind of like those general keywords. That's like those single keywords, fathead keywords, whatever you want to call them. They're good for that, like brand awareness and getting a lot of exposure. Um, now our long tail keywords are generally the ones that are very, very valuable, but you're putting a lot of work in for a little result. And, and I'll explain that because I just said they're very valuable. I realize that they are extremely valuable because they're very, very specific. So a long tail keyword would be, as opposed to our cats, best food for cat with an old cat with dandruff, right? Like that's a very, very specific keyword, but and there are a lot less people searching that than there are cats, but those people are looking for something very specific. And if you can show up there, the likelihood of you converting that person over the person that just looked over cats is a lot higher and is going to bring you a lot more return on your investment. If that makes sense. So yeah. you might go from 3 million searches a month to 3000 searches a month. But if, if only 1% of those people convert, that's still a lot more than the 0.0001% that would convert from the general keyword. Right. And so that's something that you really need to look at and test in, in yep. on pay, the paid side, right? On the paid side. Yeah. So that's yeah. a, that's a whole another ball game. Another but, animal. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that's actually how I got my start in SEO is I was doing Google ads, just like PPC. I started realizing that there is a lot of connection between the two. Now they're built and handled by two separate teams. That's what Google is always going to tell you. And they are, but the, the learning between the two are, is still very, very similar. So you can actually learn a lot. I like to, you know, test headlines, test meta descriptions, all those things and paid because you get faster results. So you can turn around and use it on, on the organic side, but yeah, on, and, and, and it's good for keyword too. Uh, keyword research too. you know, which one of these are bringing more value? Okay, which one, which keywords are bringing us a lot of value that we can turn around and create an SEO strategy around so that we don't always have to pay for the paid click, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can really geek out over this stuff. So we could, we could. Uh... <laughs> I think that's awesome. You're bringing so much value. This is amazing. We, this is something that we haven't talked about. And so it's, it's so fun to educate our audience and of course ourselves as well on this kind of thing. So <laughs> SEO is so big. 
It's yeah. so big. And, and I feel like a lot of the time it's very overlooked sometimes when people aren't educated the right way. So you're, you're doing a great job of bringing so much value to this uh, podcast, Bree. It's so fun to have you on here. Yeah, it is fun. Too bad you can't <laughs> be, you know, on a patio somewhere. But then this <laughs> podcast would be a lot longer if that was the case. I have a <laughs> lot <right>. longer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Drinking beer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, and it's funny too, because I think this is going to be longer than we expected because now I have more questions than we already, than we already like laid out, but we're going to have a brain break. Okay. So I want to stay on the positive side. And so I want to ask, what's the best thing? Like, what's a really good thing that has come out of all of this downtime, this pause, this, you know, global crisis that, that we've been in. I'll start with Jen since she had longer to think about it. Yeah, you know, I I was just talking about this um, earlier. I think it was on a Twitter chat today because I did a couple of those while I was getting my hair done. (laughs) But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this and and some of the positives that have come out of this have been, for me, it's been a couple of things. One, I've gotten to spend a whole lot more time with my family, my boys, and paying attention to my home life. And it's, it's been very, very nice. And two, because I typically work from anywhere, which usually means I'm on a patio having lunch or I'm on a patio sipping somewhere while I work and my spending has gone insanely down. And so I've, I've managed to save quite a bit of money during this, which has been pretty nice. So I'm happy about that. It's definitely been a positive that's come out of this for me. So there's that. Yeah. I I looked at how much I'm spending on groceries and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But then I thought, oh, but I'm not it's a, a handle of Tito's is 30 bucks, which is like yeah. what three drinks in San Diego. <laughs> I so, know, like, right? <laughs> Bizarre. Bree, what about you? I've had a lot of good to come out of this. I've been very fortunate, but you know, I get to see my wife more, which is cool. I actually like her. I know a lot of people don't necessarily have that with their spouses, but I really enjoy spending time with my wife. So that's been cool. We nice. had a foster dog at the beginning of this, which it, she was amazing. We got to spend a lot of time with her. We got to find her a home. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I just released a new project that I worked my tail off on. I released that last night. Got to create nice. three courses with a, a realtor. So that was fun. Awesome. You know, congratulations. You That's just got to find the, the opportunities. And I've found plenty. So That's, That's awesome. Great. Oh, and I bought a miter saw. I'm going to learn how to do some woodworking. So nice. we'll see how that goes. Hopefully I still have all my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have, I, it's been a struggle for me and, and I have turned the corner to now where I look, I, I look back and go, if I knew then what I know now, I would have spent my time better, but you can only do what you can do, um, you know, from day to day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me though, it's been every time I've done a zoom call with, I've, I've had zoom calls with childhood friends, college friends neighborhood friends, the people I used to see at the corner bar, right? Yeah. Um, And I'm more caught up on my friends, my childhood friends and my college friends now than I probably have been since we graduated college because we did one and everyone's like, let's do this every week, you know, and (laughs) it ends up, it hasn't been that frequently, but it's been nice. So every day, like when it gets the time, you know, the group text goes off, are we talking, you know, so that's been pretty lovely. And then the thing that hurt my business, COVID, uh, is an infectious disease. And I got a new client in the Infectious uh, Diseases Society of America 
their foundation. So it's crazy how the world works, right? Yes, it really is. And so, <laughs> so I'm super grateful. <laughs> it all works out the way it's supposed to. So that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. But you can't know when you're in the crud, <laughs> right. how things mm-hmm. are going to turn. And anyway, yep. so <laughs> and I like to say that that's the lesson that I've learned is that just know that everything's going to be okay. But you know, like it's easier said than done really when you're is. like in it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, Jen, you want to kick off our second half? Yeah, let's go into this more back on SEO, which I find to be such a, fan, a fantastic subject for this podcast. So Brie, what do you tell folks who believe that marketing blindly with no strategy is okay to do? That if they want to pay for marketing with no strategy, they can give me the check <laughs> and I will go to the nearest restaurant and I'll just sit there and randomly tell people, hey, did you know about this business while I enjoy a very, very nice meal? <laughs> marketing with no strategy is, I mean, a lot of people do it. Like I said, yeah. a, a lot of people start their marketing without any goals or without actually thinking it all the way through. But I, I would just encourage them to take a look at the analytics, even that, like if you don't want to create a strategy. To go into it, fine, but at least look retrospectively and go, okay, this worked or this didn't. But yeah, if you ever find someone that just wants to pay a marketer to say that they have one, I'm I'm available for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I it's we laugh, but it happens. I know all it does. Oh, it's it's time. <laughs> it does. And some of the people with the biggest budgets are those people. Yes, I agree with you. That's that's the crazy thing. Indeed. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about social media already. So I just kind of want to dig in a little bit more to how social media, your social media presence helps with, with building your, your brand through SEO while we're, where we're on it, that may be part of this is how, how long does it take for keywords to be indexed? Like if I posted that free snow cone thing today, and it was today, they're not going to see it in the SEO results right away, right? Do you have a general idea for how the the two work together and how long it takes? Well, the general answer is it depends. Uh, The marketer's favorite answer. Always, yeah. (laughs) So a big part of SEO, again, everything in the SEO world is debated, but a big thing in SEO is like backlinks, right? People are always like, you have to have backlinks or your site's not going to rank. And like you have to have a lot of authority and a lot of that comes from backlinks, right? Wait, can you describe what a backlink is for anyone listening who doesn't know? Yeah. So a backlink is just when somebody else links to your website. So they're linking back to you, right? So let's say I'm doing this podcast with you. If you turn around and do a blog post and you link to my website so people can see me, that's a backlink for me. And basically that's just somebody's stamp of approval. So Megan says that Brianna actually knows what she's talking about. So she's going to send people to my website. That's awesome. And so a lot of people say, well, you have to have all of these backlinks and they're going to make Google believe that you have a lot of authority in that space. You actually are a true expert in that space. But my number one argument is, go, is okay, so let's say, let's just say tomorrow that The Rock releases a new website tomorrow. How quickly do you think that'll index? It'll index very quickly because The Rock has a lot of people that follow him on social media, a lot of people that are interested in his work. And the second he puts it out there, there are going to be a lot of people on that website. And so Google will index it. It will show up quickly. Now, if I re- <laughs> I did this yesterday, I released a new website yesterday, and you want to know how many people have seen it and whether or not it's been indexed, I will tell you it's very sad, the answer to that question. 
And that's just because, you know, it's the power of influence. We know that. So when you talk about social media, it's the same thing, right? Like if I post something, it'll probably get a few likes in the next hour. But if Kendall Jenner posts something, it'll probably have a few hundred thousand likes in the next hour, right? Right. So, so it all, it does, it all works together. And if you have a big social presence and you share something out, yeah, that's going to send a lot of people to your site and Google learns from every site visit, right? That's a big part of SEO. Okay. So they'll learn very quickly. Uh, people are coming to this website and they're sticking around. So those pages will do better in the index. Uh, so really it's, it's kind of all a numbers game truly because Google is an algorithm. It is technology and it has to have data to work off of. Yeah. That's the nerdy. Yeah. Answer. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a great answer. Uh, it's, it's easy to understand and it's a great explanation for how this whole works because for a lot of people, SEO is still such a challenge. I know that as social media marketers, we understand this because we're constantly using hashtags and we're constantly loading our stuff with mm-hmm. metadata and all that kind of thing, uh, which brings me to my next thing. We talked about Twitter loading into mm-hmm. search results and of course YouTube. So what does one need to be sure to include in their social media posts in order to successfully boost their SEO? So you definitely, those keywords, right? Those keywords are massively important. Right. That's kind of like one of the foundations of SEO is, is you have to have the keywords that you want to show up for and you want to make sure that you're creating content around those keywords. YouTube is like the go-to right now. Yes. Like that you've got to be creating YouTube content if you, if you're going to pick one social media platform, then I would suggest YouTube. And the reason is because there is such a big organic payout for that. Right. But yeah, you, I mean, you use those keywords and you don't, one, you don't overuse them. You still have to be a human about them, sure. right? So if I wanted to rank something for infectious diseases for the association, I couldn't just write about it on my blog because it doesn't belong on my blog. Right? Yeah. You know, they have to have their own profiles and their own website and they have to be talking about it because, you know, Google does store a lot of information and that information can come from all over the place. And so some of those places are social media, like you said. So the more information you give Google, the more they understand that, okay, maybe you do actually know what you're talking about. You've answered all of these questions. If people come to your YouTube about social media, they can get the answer to any social media question they need right? Hopefully. (laughs) So again, that's one of those numbers things. That's so interesting to me because I remember hearing recently in terms of, of YouTube and the importance of keywords that you designate inside YouTube, when you post a video, this person said that those aren't really, don't really play a factor. Were they just referring to when you're inside YouTube and doing a search? So a few things. Okay. The first, they were probably assuming when you say that you're putting keywords to a video, for instance, that's usually like the tags is where you would do that. And a lot of YouTubers will tell you that tags play no part in how you're ranking on YouTube. Now, YouTube has gotten a lot smarter. Uh, It used to be that Google couldn't watch videos and they still can't watch, but they do, if you've noticed, they do auto caption all of your videos, which means that they are processing everything that you say in your videos. So yeah, if I said that I'm a social media channel and all I talk about on that social media channel is um, infectious diseases, but I title everything social media, Google's not going to fall for that. So in that case, yeah, no, they're not going to be looking at your keywords. They do 
they do a lot more analyzing what's actually said in the videos. Okay. So, but, but I mean, you still, it's one of those, like, you want to create a swim lane for them to know, like, okay, this is where we're working in here. I, I do talk about backlinks, but sometimes I'm not going to refer to them as backlinks. Sometimes I'm going to refer to them as X, Y, and Z. And that's the still being human about it, right? Right. Interesting. The natural language processing has gotten a lot better over the years. Right. What do you think is the biggest misconception when it comes to SEO? On either side of the spectrum, either that it works very, very fast or it takes a very, very long time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Both of those things can be true, but it's a case-by-case basis, just like everything else in marketing, right. right? Like you kind of have to plan for that though. Like this is going to be our quick wins and these quick wins will show you results in four to six weeks. These are our long-term goals and you're going to see the effects of that in a year. Right. But people will hear it either way. And then they just assume that that's true for everything of SEO. Another misconception is that I'm an SEO. So I'm going to be able to do all things SEO for you. You don't want me to go into the back end of your website and start changing a bunch of code because that's not my expertise. I know a lot of really good technical SEOs, but they couldn't copyright for you and I can. So it's just like, again, marketing in general, you say you're a social media marketer and somebody goes, oh, cool. Can you rank my YouTube videos for me and then put it on my website and write a blog and do all these things? And you're like, "Um, no, that's outside of my wheelhouse. Right. Smart. Okay. So I want to know what tools you recommend. This wasn't in our original list, but I was like, Oh, tools. I want to know about tools. Yeah. Yeah. So keywords everywhere is my number one go-to it's a Chrome extension. So you're going to have to fix your Chrome first. Okay. (laughs) So keywords everywhere. What it does is anytime you put a search in your search bar, it tells you under the search bar, how many times it's searched what the average competition is for it and what the average cost per click is but it also on the right hand side gives you all of these similar keywords so that you can see some of the other things that people search or some other ways they may word it and then you can search those and it's kind of just like this massive list of keywords but like i said you can also get so if you have a paid version which is like the most cheap of all paid things like it's like ten dollars for over a million keywords or something like that i don't know it's insane but it will show you like on all the suggested keywords on the side it'll show you the competition cost per click and all that for all those keywords too so answer the public have you ever used answer the public that's so funny i just learned about it day before yesterday and that was the next thing i was going to ask you about awesome yeah so So tell tell our listeners about it i like to use the two together so answer the public Mm -hmm. is like this question generator, like you can put any keyword in there, like you can put any word in there really. And it'll come up with all of these questions, like all the who, what, when, where, why, hows, comparisons, all sorts of things around that keyword so that you can create content and answer questions around those keywords. Now the pro tip here is to have keywords everywhere that extension on and go to answer the public. And when it spits out all those keywords to you, you also get all of that keyword data. So you'll get the search volume for each of those questions. You'll get the competition for each of the questions and the keywords. So that's a, that's kind of one of my, my favorite combinations for sure. I love it. Yeah. When the speaker, Allie Boyd was talking about answer the public, when she Mm -hmm. was on the social media marketing society webinar the other day, and she said, basically it's just it helps you discover, like, it's how people talk. 
So it's, it shows you the questions that people are asking because more often than not on Google, we're not just putting in a word or two words, right? Right. We're asking a question. And so that's, I love that. And if you want to get real nerdy, those questions have actually gotten longer because we have so much more voice search. And so Ah. because it's more conversational to ask Alexa a question, for instance, you go, Hey Alexa, what's the weather going to be today? Instead of just what's the weather, right? It's a lot longer because it feels a lot more conversational. And so that's kind of just a trend we're seeing is those long tail keywords are actually getting more and more common. Gotcha. And our searches are becoming more conversational. Yes. Another tool, this one's completely free. If you go to Moz and then go to check my presence, it will give you a free citation check and they will tell you what, where you're listed and where there are discrepancies in your listings as far as like for directories. So I think for free, it'll show you like Google, Facebook, Foursquare, like most of the big, big directories. And it'll show you how your name is, what the address, phone number, all that information is on all of those. And it will color code it and give you a grade like, ah, you should probably get some help because you only have a 60, right? Like, but yeah, they have, they have a free citation check tool. Gotcha. Yeah. Maz, I've heard. What do you think about SEM rush? I like it. I, it's cool. It's it's really good for the uh, general marketer. So like I'm a pretty general marketer. I do a lot of different things, actually. Mostly that's just my strategy hat. I don't actually execute all of them, but I, I consult on a lot of pieces um, because right. in SEM rush, you can actually do like a lot of SEO things, but you can, but you're also looking at social. You're mm-hmm. also looking at paid. You're also looking at all these different things. So that's kind of the, the good thing with SEM Rush. With Moz, it's a lot more SEO specific and you can get very, very detailed with some of those tools that they offer. Awesome. So for our last thing that we like to ask people, Brie, um, what are you hot on these days in terms of tech gadgets or apps? That could be like anything, work-related or not even not even work-related. Oh. Okay, so I just caved and bought... <laughs> an iPad and the Apple Pencil. Oh, Actually, and fun. I bought AirPods. I just went on this, like, we're not doing it. I am in love. <laughs> I take all of my notes on my iPad and I feel like such a millennial. I'm out here living my best, <laughs> keep everything in one place in life. And so my favorite app to edit videos on is InShot, but it's only available on my phone. But Yay. now I can do it on my iPad and it's so much bigger and it's so much easier. So I'm living my best yeah, iPad. Sounds like right you here. went full on Apple Freak. That's awesome, Brie. <laughs> I did. I did. I got a I got a new client. Right so on. I treated That's myself. So cool. Amazing. Yeah, I have the Apple. Nice. I have the iPad one. Vintage. Oh, there you go. There's not even a camera on it. What else is the, yeah, they're not, it's not taking <laughs> updates to any apps. So basically oh, yeah. I just use it. It's, it's like, yeah. it's my Kindle. Kindle. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't keep a great battery charge either. Not surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I, <laughs> but, uh, but I like that. I, I love hearing about, cause you can take notes and then it'll type, it'll, it'll take your handwritten and it'll make it text. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. do that, but I don't because I started to pretend that I was a bullet journaler like last year. And so now I can still live my pretend bullet journaling life because it like you just do it in notes and you can do like, obviously I'm like doodling the whole time, but you can do like Uh highlighter and then you can like change the colors and do all these fun things. So I don't use the, even though if, and 
you know, it's kind of like extra security because if people got in my iPad, they wouldn't be able to read any of my notes anyway. Hey. So <laughs> really That's bad awesome. handwriting. <laughs> That's rad. Well, this has been so enlightening. I I love it. I think anyone who listens, and we, you know, one of the things about our show is that we um, it's for all levels of marketers. Right. So we, I think, any pro would find value in in things you said, and anyone who's brand new will definitely appreciate all of the knowledge bombs that you dropped on us. Sweet. It was so fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me guys. Of course. Thank you. And if what's the best way for people to find you? The tweeter. So um, just Brie, B-R-I-E, like the cheese, underscore E, underscore Anderson. That's me. All right. I love Twitter. So that's where I hang out the most. Yeah. That's probably the best way to get in touch with me, honestly. Yeah, I'm the same. Same, same. Now there's so many tweet chats though. I can't I can't keep up. Like today, I'm I had to skip one today that I got invited to because I'm like I can't spend all my time. And this it's kind of the same thing with email. Like I get so much email now. And yeah. I'm like, I can't if right. I'm on email, I'm not actually sure. working. Right. So I need a timeout so I actually get some stuff done. So if you need me quickly yeah. send me a text <laughs> right because right. otherwise your email might get lost right so well thank you so much Bree, and thank you of course jen as always and thank you megan you're an amazing host oh you're sweet <laughs> all right y'all this has been episode 56 of making a marketer and we will catch you 